Test one, two, test one, two. Check, 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 check. Ladies and gentlemen, this is The Vocal Minority with Nick and Steve. Nick Reynolds, Steve Harness, and Cousin Brewski. The Vocal Minority with Nick and Steve. Take one. Welcome back to the program, The Vocal Minority with Nick and Steve, as we take one yet again. Another week, another day, another dollar. Right back again. I've lost track of what episode we're on, but we're cl- we're getting close to fifty. We're somewhere in our mid forties now. Yeah, I think <laughs> that's could right. Be anywhere up to episode forty nine by my definition of mid forties. So. All right. <laughs> well, we have experience. I think is what you're trying to say, right? That's right. Older, wiser, better. Yeah, we've been so. doing it for a while. It's the vocal minority with Nick and Steve Olabruski, and uh, tell us a little bit about the night, uh, if you will. The night's a puppy. That, <laughs> yeah, right? yeah. that is true. The night's big activity, bobbing for raw chickens imported from Vietnam. Mm-hmm. What the hell? What do you, you guys do the stuff off the, <laughs> during the week or what? Dude, uh, where's that one come from? I came by some really good <laughs> stuff from Brewski that, you know, was recorded a long time ago. Wow. Bobbing that's, for that's, chicken. This is yeah. buzz days. You, 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 uh, Steve, you know, Nick would have me go in that studio, you know, the, the <laughs> main studio. Things. Yeah. yeah, exactly. He's, he's like, he's like, he hit the, he hit the talk back button. Hey, bro, can you come in here for a second? I need you to record something. I've and got I you just, saying all kinds of great things, Bruce. There's a oh, I know. Star Wars feel as you see a guy dressed as Darth Vader and the bartender hired for the party is really Mark Hell. Fantastic. You do sound young. Next time you're sick, I think we should just have that brewski sit in, just with random, <laughs> out of context, oh, bizarre yeah. things to say. My son's been chatting with an AI thing, and uh, when I read the chat, I would never know in a million years that was not a human he was chatting with. So we'll really? see if people know the difference between random brewski <laughs> and real brewski. What do you mean he's been uh, chatting with an AI? Like, did he pay for the service that I sent him? Or no, what? he's getting mildly obsessed with AI. Not in a like it, more in a i don't know he's just finds it intriguing that these uh, bots can do all this stuff he he did the one you have but apparently snapchat just added an artificial intelligence thing that you can uh, chat with it's all texting you know yeah so and he's just doing a little testing around with it yeah I think so. Testing. There, you go. <laughs> yeah, there he is. It's he disturbing. Is. You know, he said well, something about, you know, playing video games and the chatbots. Oh, what's your video video? Uh, favorite video game? He's like, Star Wars Battlefield. And he's like, and the chatbot's like, oh, what's your favorite map? Endor's my favorite map. Don't you love uh, how you can go? It's like, <laughs> oh, this is disturbing stuff. And then he put a picture in that had the arcade game that I have in my house. And he was trying to get the chatbot to start talking about Pac-Man. But apparently my cat was in the corner of the picture and the chatbot's like, oh, what's your cat's name? <laughs> that is uber creepy, dude. Right? I do not like that at all. No. no. I do want to add a chatbot assistant sidekick on this show. Just yes. It's coming. So I figure we might as well be the first and let's see what its opinions are. <laughs> That'd be a good idea. Someday we can have a... Uh, we can have a, a knowledge contest with Brewski in the chat box and see who gets <laughs> the most right. Obscure reference off. Yes, I yeah. think Brewski could do it. Well, I have faith in you. Well, here, here's a question. Do we think we're going to get to the point at all where there will be somebody who um, impersonates an AI? Wait, where a but, human but, impersonates the AI? 
Yeah. So in other words, your son thinks that he's talking to AI. Oh, it could just be a human. Yeah. That'd be but fun, yeah, actually. And he's and he's and he's trying and and he, and he is the as the false AI is trying to you know talk sexually right. to your kid and everything. Yeah. yeah. You know what I mean? And it'd be really like, time consuming for whoever's faking that with a million people. But uh, that'd be funny oh, though. Okay, but but you know that there was some there's somebody out there in like someone's basement in Omaha or wherever sure. where they got nothing well, else going this, on. This sounds familiar, like some old sitcom plot where they're talking to a robot and it's really a guy sitting back there just doing all the talking. <laughs> but yeah, no, that's probably coming. Yeah, you got to watch your watch your boy. Make yeah. sure he's okay. Make sure he's asking all the right questions. Are you a sex offender? That should be the beginning of the conversation. Yeah. Well, and he well, keeps yeah. asking these AI things. Are you going to be the Terminator? And the chatbot's like, of course not. I value humanity. Like, oh, sure. sure. What do I expect you to say? This is a new grade of politicians, dude. They just tell you what you th- they think you want to hear. Right. All right, gentlemen. Are we all ready to hop yeah. in? Need to know news. news. I said, oh, Lord Jesus, it's a fire. News you need to know. I got bronchitis. Ain't nobody got time for that. Nobody has time for bronchitis these days, especially not E. Jean Carroll. Uh, She is the woman, a writer, who is now, I believe, in her late 60s, early 70s, that alleges that years ago, Donald Trump raped her in a dressing room at the shopping mall. Right. Actually, at Berg at Bergdorf Goodman. Now, right. look, that's not that's not shopping malls, Nick. That's well, I mean, you, fine. You fine couldn't afford. To be. Oh my God, this, this this is many steps above even Neiman Marcus. Right. All right. Well, it's uh, where the royal uh, rich people rape people at. It's not you know freaking Walmart or something. This like is that. no H and M. I mean, we, <laughs> we are going for someplace nice, I guess, but. Uh, she she saw Donald Trump in this fine uh, thread attired store and she recognized him. I mean, they had taken a picture before. Uh, her husband apparently knew Donald Trump to some degree, uh, but they start talking and uh, they wind up uh, in the dressing room because Donald Trump obviously uh, lures her there by saying like, oh, yeah, I need some. Profession. I need a woman's advice on what I'm trying to buy. Mm-hmm. So they go to the dressing room, go in, and uh, things start happening. It's in trial right now. Donald Trump has been deposed. I don't know if what you uh, have seen regarding Donald Trump being deposed. We've seen him in a lot of depositions, and he usually just pleads the fifth, right? Yeah, this was a brilliant display of him just rambling and rambling and then offering no rebuttal during this trial, by the way. Like, he had a chance to take the stand and push back on some dumb things he said or clarify, but instead he chose just to let the videotape speak for itself, and boy, does it speak for itself. Yes, it does. <laughs> I can't believe it, dude. Uh, let's start out by hearing a little from... E. Jean Carroll, she uh, sat down with Anderson Cooper for uh, an inter- interview, and uh, yeah. she's she's a very strange woman, dude. Uh, I mean, that doesn't have anything to do with her allegation, but... Are you saying she's a liar, Nick? Is that what you're <laughs> I'm not saying she deserved it. I'm just saying that, like, uh, she's a, she is a very odd woman. Are you ready? Sure. Let's go in the dressing room. I thought, yeah, I'm going to make him put those pants on. Walked in. And the minute I was in there, he shut the door and pushed me up against the wall and bang, bang my head on the wall and kissed me. I just, it was so shocking. He put his shoulder against me to hold me against the wall. And at that point, I realized that I was in a very difficult situation. Did he say anything? No, it was just like, we're going to do this thing. We're just so hot for each other. 
uh, or wh- I don't, wh- why would I even try to think what he was thinking? Anyway, so he pushed me, you know, he pushed me, held me with his shoulder, and I was wearing a, a coat dress and tights, and he pulled down the tights. Given the prior accusations, which have all been of forms of assault or harassment, um, you're saying there was actual penetration? Yes. Which is, puts it into a different category of any of these other women who have come forward. That is the definition of, of rape, one definition. That's the definition. I always think back and think, I, that was the stupidest thing I've ever done. I should never have done it. And then I didn't behave. I, when you say I should have never done it, you mean? That was just a dumb thing to go into a dressing room with a man that I hardly know hmm. and have him shut the door and then be unable to stop him. It did not last long. <laughs> well, didn't last long, but it happened is what she's saying, right? Mm-hmm. Sure. That started uh, off she, weird when she said he uh, banged my head. I thought, he, Yeah, I was glad she followed up with that. It was just a little <laughs> delayed, and I even tightened it up, which you're really not supposed to do with interviews. You know, you're supposed to let them play as is. But there was like five seconds or six seconds in between Silence. that. Yeah, interesting. Yeah. Uh, Donald Trump sat down for the deposition. I'm going to play one more shorter clip of her, uh, only because uh, he makes mention of this in his deposition. You don't feel like a victim. I was not thrown on the ground and ravished, which the word rape carries so many sexual connotations. This was not, this was not sexual. It just, it, it hurt. It just, what, it just, you know. Well, I think most people think of rape as a, I mean, it is a violent assault. It is not. I think most rape. people think of rape as being sexy. Mm. Hmm. Yeah, I know Trump brings that up. Sorry, Anderson. Sorry, Anderson. Yeah, but uh, so Trump brings that up in the deposition is what you're saying? Yeah, and I'm so glad to hear Anderson Cooper push back on her because I honestly, and this is not discrediting her or saying she's a liar, but I don't know what the hell she's talking about. The most people think rape is somehow sexy or sexual. Like, Anderson's right. Rape is an act of violence and aggression. It's not just you're horny and you found an attractive woman, which is the same thing I would say when Trump eventually says, like, she's not my type. Like, that's not the point. Rape is an act of violence and aggression, not just seduction or sexuality. So I'm not even sure what she's referring to i think that she's referring to like that there is a population who has fantasy about rape you know what i mean yeah yeah and as a matter of fact i mean there are a lot of people that that do and there are a lot of people that still think even outside of fantasies that falsely think that rape is about sex but it's not that's what i'm saying totally agree yeah and yeah i know some people may have a rape fantasy but that is a a fantasy and it is sexual in their minds like that's not actual rape well, so, and it's consensual, you know, it's, right, right, uh, you know, it's so. consensual. So Nick has had a, a faux rape in his past where a woman asked him to do that. And, you know, and I, it made me really uncomfortable, dude. I mean, uh, you guys both know that she went as far as to say like, oh, you'll be waiting outside for me and then I'll, I'll come by and you will tackle me and force me into the house. I was like, oh man, I don't like this at all. So, I don't know. She seems confused on that to me. But, uh, again, that has nothing to do with her credibility or well, whether she was actually raped or not. But, well, right. think about this, too. It's possible that the people that she interacts with and giving her age and the generation that she comes from, yeah, where maybe they don't, maybe that people of that generation 
are the ones who perhaps have this thought that it's it's sexual when it when it's actually violence yeah and we had talked a couple episodes ago about things that were common mainstream ways of thinking 60 years ago that are absurd yeah. now and one of them was that there was no such thing as marital rape yeah because your wife is supposed to be putting out and you could file for divorce 60 years ago if your wife was not you know putting out so i i, I get that over the generations there's been some uh, weird thinking around the world <laughs> but, all right so i have a clip of trump uh, uh setting up the fact that he doesn't know her you you can hear that if you like or we can skip over it and go into his deposition but you can play all the clips you got because i think it all connects together all right uh this this clip may sound a little odd because trump is yelling or shouting the whole way through uh he was uh by the helicopter doing this and i removed <laughs> the sound of the helicopter so it's just wow. him like it's a weird setting yeah, for a deposition but okay <laughs> right. I have no idea who this woman is. This is a woman who's also accused other men of things, as you know. It is a totally false accusation. Uh, I think she was married, as I read, I have no idea who she is, but she was married to a actually nice guy, Johnson, a newscaster. I have no idea who she is. What she did is it's terrible. What's going on? So it's a total false accusation and i don't know anything about her and she's made this charge against others i don't know anything about her except what she does who she's married to and we have a picture of us together and i know her he's a nice guy (laughs) yeah (laughs) but besides that i don't know anything the audio was so bad at the end of that but somebody out of the uh out of the uh media pit said like you have a picture with her and he was like uh yeah my back's turned to the camera great picture you know like uh it's not even that great of a picture so that's funny and obviously that's not from the deposition right are we making a joke there or what i'm lost no dude i'm telling you that wasn't from the deposition i have two clips one's the deposition interview about that is correct yeah and he was sitting in front of a helicopter on the white house lawn that's why i had to take that helicopter out no no not the white house lawn you thought that that's when he was in in ireland uh is what it is he he wouldn't have been on the white house lawn recently or anything it's time for another brewski this one is a crazy brewski <laughs> thank you brewski you're right you're 100 percent right damn that photographic memory there donald trump uh deposition time she actually indicated that she loved it okay she loved it until commercial break in fact i think she said it was sexy didn't she it was very sexy to be raped didn't you say that? So, sir, I just want to confirm. It's your testimony that E. Jean Carroll said that she loved being sexually assaulted by you? Well, based on her interview with Anderson Cooper, I believe that's what took place. We can define that. You'll have to show that. I'm sure you're going to show that. But she was interviewed by Anderson Cooper. And I think she said that rape was sexy, which it's not, by the way. <laughs> but I think she said that rape was sexy. And she actually said things that were very strange. When he said, we'll take a break right now. We're going to take a break right now. He didn't like what she was saying. He was very upset with what. And then she came back and she was a much different woman in the second half, so to speak. And so the question I'm asking you is, did she say in that interview that she loved being sexually assaulted by you? Well, she said something to that effect. I mean, you'll have to take a look at the interview yourself. Uh, I believe she said rape was sexy to which Anderson Cooper is dying. He's saying, let's get to a commercial break immediately. I think you better watch the interview. I'm sure you have. But Dude, he's not picking up on the fact that the attorney is asking him, 
So you think she says she loved being raped by you. He doesn't understand that by saying yes to that, it implicates him. Mm. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. She's saying she loved to be raped by me. Like, you're an idiot. She didn't say that, by the way. Right. There are so many levels of classic liar and narcissism going on in there where he takes something that was somewhat true and twists and contorts it to make him look good and to try to offer some sort of defense. I mean, it's the classic rapist that says, like, oh, she was enjoying it, you know? And she's she asking for it. Right. She said nothing like that. But in his warped, twisted mind, that's what he heard. Oh. And I love that he said in there something about that, you know, that rape isn't sexy, but then he'll go on to say she wasn't my type, implying that you would have to be sexually attracted to someone to rape them. So which right. is it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I He keeps saying that, and you're like, I, there would be no reason to ever rape someone, even if she was hot, Donald. You're like, you understand that, right? Right. So only Jennifer Aniston would be getting raped in this world if that's right. you know, what it was. Yeah. I mean, it's just really gross. And uh, he's an idiot. He says the same things about everything. You know, uh, he's a master at exactly what you just said, Steve. Yeah. It's the classic, just a narcissist to seize the world only through their own warped perspective that somehow he twists that whole thing back into being a somewhat compliment to himself. So as he was uh, leaving the courthouse, yeah, a reporter asked him like, uh, what do you, uh, what do you think you and E. Jean uh, Carroll are going to be doing tonight? Probably making love. That's how he answered. I was like, dude, you're guilty. 100%. Well, and this whole thing of, you know, he doesn't know her or recognize her, but then he, it, it, she's not my type. And then he mistakes her for his wife. Which his his second his wife, Marla. Right. Mm. So, you know, just contradicting himself. And do you have the whole Access Hollywood clip or shall I just paraphrase? Uh, yeah. Grabbing by the P. Yeah. Paraphrase. I don't have it. Yeah, so, you know, they they replay the famous Access Hollywood. Or, well, they ask him about, like you said, that, you know, stars can just grab people and you can just grab them by the pee. And, yeah. and he was he was like, well, historically, that's what, if you look back over the last million years, uh, that's how it's been. Unfortunately or fortunately, that's how it's always been, that, you know, a star could do this kind of thing. And then yeah. the lawyer immediately says, are you a star? And he's like, yep, yep, I sure I am. I would think so. That's well, what <laughs> you just, you just, again, like Nick was to say, you just implicated yourself. You said that you think stars can do that sort of thing, sexually assault a woman, and you acknowledge that you're a star. So that would make sense if you did this to this woman in the dressing room. He can't let it go. If it's a moment to make him look good or right. someone else look bad, he can't let it go. That was such good lawyering. So you're saying a star could sexually assault a woman. Yes, I'm saying that. Are you a star? He would never answer no to that question. No, so he, there's he no way that he could. Hooked himself. Well, so so the attorney that was questioning him there, she is one of the the best lawyers in the country. Obviously, uh, did you see when he asked her when when he said to her that you wouldn't be my type? Yes, yes dude. Why? Well, and and, and says, nuts, dude. You're, sit, you're sitting there across the table from this woman, and you're calling her ugly to her face. Yes sexualizing her you sounding like a classic predator like well, i wouldn't bang you either like i mean just what a misogynistic a-hole this yeah. well clearly it's a good it's a good thing this woman wasn't married to ted cruz because if she were then ted cruz wouldn't defend her like when trump called heidi cruz ugly and cruz did absolutely nothing 
Right. Well, that's not true, Brewski. He did something for about 30 seconds and then realized, oh, oh. <laughs> right. oh boy. Leave Heidi alone. Well, yeah, congratulations, okay. <laughs> Mrs. Cruz. You're apparently rape-proof, according to Donald Trump, because you're yes. not an attractive woman. So, I just uh, that that clip just really it makes my toes curl. I just want to punch him in the face. Oh, yeah. I, I don't I know if I'm supposed to legally mean. say that, but uh, oh, that's okay. Do it. We all want to. Threatening do his it. life. I'm just saying he needs to be smacked for being such a complete douchebag. And I can't wait to see how this whole thing turns out. Uh, she's not actually accusing him of rape in this trial. It's assault which I think would be easier to prove, and defamation or slander, whichever it is. I mean, that would be, I think, pretty obvious as well, based on his multiple public statements of railing on this private citizen. Well, I think think also in the state of New York, uh, rape is still considered under the statute of uh, assault. So that's why they're saying assault. It's not a provability thing, but rather that... um, the the rape is actually part of the assault statute yeah i can't believe how little publicity this trial is getting by the way i mean i know it's getting some obviously we're talking about it was on cnn but i mean this is a former president on trial for rape and assault i mean like and it seems to be the least of our concerns because he's got so many other legal problems i thought the same thing i was like i aside from the outlet you just mentioned i haven't seen anything about this right well let's also keep in mind that it's not a criminal trial it's a civil trial Right. So I, th- I think if this were a criminal trial, I think there might be a little more uh, news coverage of it. I mean, there should be plenty of it, obviously. Right. It's comical. It's the uh, the forest through the trees. He's got so many legal things going on. We all have to narrow down to like our top three most favorite you know, well, <laughs> lawsuits it, he's going through. Georgia is the one that I really can't wait for yeah. because now, now they're talking about a RICO indictment on uh, Lindsey Graham, which well, is we know that uh, immunity was given to some of these fake electorates. They would only offer immunity if they were going to testify against somebody. So. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, can't wait to see all of these legal conundrums and how much the GOP doesn't care and will still vote for him. So, yeah. right. Obama can't wear a tan suit, but uh, Trump could be civilly, criminally convicted on multiple accounts and still it's be crazy. The ever, it's so. crazy. This is Need to Know News. News you need to know. Hello, Americans. This is Paul Harvey. Stand by for news. All right. All right. All right. Let's go from the uh, the serious to, in my opinion, the trivial. Uh, let me ask, in the uh, in the Reynolds household, how did you guys spend your Saturday morning? Uh, let's see. Saturday morning. Yeah. You would just want the honest truth? Sure. All right, you don't want me to embellish and make it sound more interesting than it may have been? Well, I'm getting at a point here. I'm just trying to figure out what you guys were uh, doing early Saturday morning. All right, I got up at about 4.30 and uh, hung out, you know, playing on my phone, watching a little tube. Rachel said, wake me up at 11. So at about 10.50, I drove over to Starbucks, grabbed some coffee, came back, woke her up, and then we went out for breakfast and took a walk. Went to We hit a couple of garage sales. That's it? Yes. Nice. No pomp and circumstance? No. Here he, here he. <laughs> the new fake leader of England, everybody. Oh, now you are a champion. He looks flamboyantly gay in his gold crown and purple robe, <laughs> but he's all You wondered mad. if we were watching 
Yeah. Yes. Rachel the, said the this morning house. when she was getting ready for work, she was like, I didn't even watch anything about the king this weekend. Right. I was like, well, well, too bad. As previously discussed on this broadcast, uh, Rachel is, you know, of the, the, the Reynolds household, is mildly obsessed with the royals and all the pomp and circumstance and has been on the show to defend them before. As I have said, nobody should care about any of this crap. So you guys didn't watch any of the, the coronation, huh? No, we watched none, dude. And uh, I, to be frank with you, I didn't uh, even know it was happening until she said, oh, I missed it. So well, it was happening when you were awake at like 4.30 in the morning. That's what I thought you were going with this, because it started at like 5 a.m. our time out here or something. So. Yeah, I don't but, care uh, about it, dude. I really don't. I mean, I don't wish any good. harm on it, but I, w- I, I don't care. <laughs> no, I'm not threatening the king either. But, <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. I, say, I thought you guys would be wide awake and uh, ready to go. So why why do you care about everything else, royals, but not the, the coronation there? Yeah, I mean, I don't need to see the ceremony. I guess if we back up to our prior conversation, conversation where we fought this out steve said i don't care about the queen dying is what the conversation was about yeah i said no one should care about that because they're just fake weird monarchy stuff they don't actually billionaires yeah they don't really run the government or anything else so yeah we battled back and forth a little bit and uh my position was only that they have more influence on the government than you think. And but, my point was just like the Kardashians have influence over Trump, like the royals have some influence. You're very over. right, dude. Uh, <laughs> so the other thought process, which is uh, you said uh, England has terrible food, right? Their food yes. is disgusting. It is. And that's not a unique opinion of mine, but one I experienced firsthand, yes. Uh, Top Chef All-Star, not sure if you're in on it, but they are a fantastic show that we watch all the time. This is All-Star. So all the people from the Top Chefs around the world are meeting for Top Chef All-Star. It is taking place in London. To teach Uh, those people how to cook, right? (laughs) There have been some amazing, like, three, uh, you know, Michelin star uh, judges that have come on that are chefs in England, and uh, some of the stuff they make is fantastic. I don't, I just don't think that it's spread out (laughs) (laughs) with your macaroni and cheese and ketchup. Exactly. I would blow their minds. Give me a star. Well, I will say the Sunday roast does look interesting to me bruce yeah. you and i will try anything dude i mean i'd be down to try Ooh. all that stuff would well, you be my- down to try some spotted dick yeah. Yeah. They'll, they'll boil the best food over there and ruin it for you so go ahead and uh, try whatever out but my point is yes the king charles was coronated this weekend and uh under the topic of need to know news you don't need to know about that you don't need to care however <laughs> did you see or hear the fact that the grim reaper was at the coronation have you seen this video i have not seen the video i did hear about it just recent you know uh 20 minutes before the show Yeah, I mean, I saw the videos on Saturday on social media, and when I first saw the whole, like, the Grim Reapers, I was just like, what kind of garbage is this? (laughs) Let me watch the little video clip, and I, you know, we're a podcast, so I can't play it for you. There's no audio, but you should Google it sometime, because it looks like the freaking Grim Reaper is at this coronation. A whole bunch of people walk into uh, Downton Abbey or Westminster Abbey or whatever the hell it is, and then just across the doorway entrance, you see a guy in a cloak with it pulled up over his head with this big long sickle looking thing just like a ghostly figure just walk across the opening of uh, Westminster Abbey there and the internet you know was uh, all a tweet about it and watching it it looks like the Blair Witch Project or one of those ghost TV (laughs) shows where it is a little creepy 
That Maybe is the 2023 definition of pomp and circumstance, dude. I mean, it's got to get a little better. Are we sure that this wasn't Larry King? That could be. With his new job? Yeah. No, I mean, I've been, the reason I'm bringing this up is I've been wondering all week, like, what, what actually was that? Like, does, is no one, because it, it, the video's real. Like, what yeah. was it? Well, we finally and have an answer to think about it. Think about the fact that we used to do stuff all the time where we do that kind of thing on the radio and then we just don't acknowledge it. I think that's so funny, dude, that a producer would be like, oh, let's put a a Grim Reaper in there and never mention it. Um, And that's kind of what it felt like. Like, this was a real thing. It was highly publicized. So does nobody know what that was? Well, (laughs) uh, it took a few days here, but uh, there is a uh, quote unquote simple explanation. Uh, Newsweek did a little research and Westminster Abbey has identified the figure, which was real, as a verger. It's a member of the Abbey community who assists with religious services, but who is not a member of the clergy. That's their whole answer. I don't know what the sickle was. I don't know why he's wearing a cloak or a hood or anything else, but they're saying that's what's called a verger, and you should not be scared crapless over it. Yeah, don't be worried. Circumcision, Steve. Circumcision. <laughs> he's got the he's got the side, and he's ready to, to to get rid of that foreskin. That could be that could be part of the coronation, I suppose. So, uh, so there you go. I feel that is news you need to know because it was not, in fact, the Grim Reaper. It was some weird religious figure. It's which the only part of the whole ceremony well, that you're talking about. So it must have worked. Right. Well, you know, I will, I will say this: Camilla Parker Bowles, the new queen. Yeah, she is giving side pieces hope all over the world. Uh, yes, someday he is going to leave his wife for you, and he's going to make <laughs> you a queen. This is the only news you need to know. After all, this is need to know news. News you need to know. Enough so, said. Uh, as you know, I was just in Las Vegas last week. Yep, I do. And um, and and we've all traveled, obviously, and you know we get a little. Room, sir. I mean, the, you know, the maid comes in and cleans mm-hmm. up the room and, and that sort of thing for you. Sure. So this story comes to us by way of uh, Nashville, Tennessee. Okay. Uh, a Fourth Avenue South Hilton Hotel guest woke up to a hotel night manager sucking on his toes March 30th, according to the Mat- Metro Nashville Police Department. Okay, time out. Hold on. Uh, just so I have it clear. <laughs> I mean, is the guest wakes up to someone sucking his toes or an employee wakes up to someone sucking his toes? A guest. <laughs> I didn't know there was a sign for the door for that. <laughs> That's interesting. That's cool. Wow. All right. Okay. Please continue. The night manager, 52 year old David Neal, was arrested Friday in light of the occurrence police report. He's charged with aggravated burglary and assault. So it turns out that this guy created a key card and he he um, went into the guy's room about 5 a.m. I guess maybe this guy might have had a foot sticking out or maybe he <laughs> pulled the foot out. And after waking up to Neil sucking on his toes, the man realized that the, that Neil had entered his room the day before to help solve a TV issue. <laughs> you uh, know? TV issue. He liked what he saw and had to come back for more. Well, wow. then now Neil told the police that he went into the guest room because he smelled smoke. Okay. Oh, come on. That's Trying to blow out dude. the fire. I get it. <laughs> but instead, he was Whoa. sucking on a toe. 
Dude, some people get so horny. Some people get so horny that they don't know what to do with it. I worry about Steve when it comes to this. You seem to be in a better place now, but there were a couple of months you were so horny, dude. Yeah, but as we just discussed in the previous story, sexually assaulting somebody is not about pure, <laughs> unadulterated horniness. I'm just saying, this, this even drug- if this was had been consensual, why yeah. is he sucking on his toes? Well, Listen, to each his own in the normal world of fetish and sexual desires and all this, but this is uh, just another form of uh, sexual assault, clearly. Yeah. And, and uh, th- this guy must have been asking for it. His toes were just all <laughs> provocative. <laughs> he he had a miniskirt on his toes. <laughs> well, yeah, we talked a few weeks ago about men's summer footwear and dudes wearing flip-flops, yep. and they've got like real nasty toes and that I've sort of thing. Out. Yep. Okay, th- think about that. Your average dude's toes, they're hairy. They're, they're, they don't go and get them done or pedicured or anything like that. I can see like you see a woman's, and I'm not into feet, uh, but right. a woman's foot is beautiful. It's shapely. It's more it's, so than a man's foot. Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah. It can yeah. be. Yes. I've seen some but, bad feet. Uh, yeah, this, this is true. I mean, look at Marjorie Taylor Greene, her and her, you know, hobbit feet. Right. But um, I look but at imagine that. This, this is, I'm a picture this average dude with his foot sticking out and there's this hairy toe with a yellow toenail and this cat is so turned on that he's got to go over and start sucking on it Ah! that's what i'm saying he's so horny he can't help himself it's a whole different kind of turn down service and all right so you you wake up and somebody's sucking your toe uh what do you what do you do my other heel is right there and i I kick him in the head with that heel as hard as i can dude Mm. but what if it is the hot you know maid coming in there and you wake up and she's sucking your toe does it matter if it's a yes. dude versus a hot woman well i mean I, it's grosser to me just because i'm straight if it's a man but even a woman i maybe i wouldn't kick maybe i wouldn't kick her her in the head but, uh, <laughs> let's ask brewski you're a single guy so you're staying in a hotel and you wake up and an attractive woman the the maid is sucking your toe do you freak out or do you be like well let's see where this goes how about I, I tell bed for this champion <laughs> I'd, I'd probably tell her that she needed to migrate a bit north <laughs> so you're in you just want a different destination taken exactly that's all you're asking for it then so yeah damn right i'm asking for it that's interesting uh, how did this story end were charges filed people arrested yeah they, they yeah. went to the guy they went to the guy's house the hotel manager's house and arrested him and, and charged him with the the assault and the burglary is it a type of sexual assault or just assault can they not connect those dots it doesn't that- say sexual assault this is the assault and then the, the the burglary yeah interesting as a matter of fact when i was in vegas housekeeping came knocking on my door with hotel security oh yeah, yeah? Or what? Because I had my do not disturb sign on my door because I was having some late nights and I didn't want anybody knocking on my door in the morning after sure. I've been drinking all night. And I guess there's a rule, and I don't know if it's everywhere, but in Las Vegas, that if the maid hasn't seen you or had contact with you and that, that do not disturb sign has been on the door for two days or longer, oh. they have to do a wellness check. Wow. That's yeah, a, that's I guess it makes sense, right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I would actually wonder how often they find somebody overdosed, choking on their own puke, or still <laughs> still tied to the bed from their hooker or whatever it is. <laughs> exactly. So, yeah. yeah. That's good safety there. Uh, let's keep our eyes peeled for Tom Bodette telling us. <laughs> I'll leave a light on for you, and we will suck your toes. This is Need to Know News. News you need to know. 
Gentlemen, uh, there's been all kinds of shootings in America. We see them happening. And uh, I was mentioning something to uh, Steve earlier. He was like, I I can't keep up with them, to be quite frank. Well, that's why I just laughed. Like, there's been all sorts of shooting. Yeah, there has been. I've lost track. There's probably one happening right now. By the time the show gets posted, there'll be 10 more. It's just, it's mind-numbing. It's crazy to see. And, I mean, we're not talking about shootings. We're talking about mass shootings defined as, what, four or more people? I think that's what it is, yeah. Uh, We saw one just recently in uh, Atlanta. Uh, What do you guys think of uh, Senator Warnock? A fan or don't like him? Love him. You love him? Yeah, a fan. But uh, has he done something bad on this topic? No, dude. He was uh, speaking. uh, He's not my favorite Ninja Turtle. Uh, You know, I mean, I like (laughs) Raphael, but um, more of a Leonardo fan. He was speaking last week, and uh, the the entire speech is too long to play for you, gentlemen. I mean, I think it's 15 minutes he spoke for. Uh, I don't have an attention span like that. This, if you watch it by yourself, uh, I implore you to do so. I was riveted the whole time listening to him. He's obviously one hell of a speaker. And uh, I loved what he had to say. So I got just about 40 seconds of what I felt like may have been the most important part to me, what hit me the most, okay? I'm glad it had a a good effect on you. Do you want to suck his toes now? No. Okay, just clarifying. I have two small children, and their schools were on lockdown responding to this tragedy. They are there, I'm here, hoping and praying that they are safe. But the truth is none of us is safe. As a pastor, I'm, I'm praying for those who are affected by this tragedy, but I hasten to say that thoughts and prayers are not enough. And in fact, it is a contradiction to say that you are thinking and praying and then do nothing. It, it, it is to make a mockery of prayer. It is to trivialize faith. We pray not only with our lips, we pray with our legs. We pray by taking action. Uh, I thought it was a good message for all, for everyone listening, right, uh, to realize that, you know what, you could have your beliefs in God and at the same time still think that it's, it's prayer without action is nothing. I mean, essentially, right? Yeah. I mean, he did kind of contradict himself in there. Did you pick up on that? Or? Uh, say it. He, he, you know, went on to bemoan thoughts and prayers being pointless, which they are. But he started it off saying when it was happening, I was praying for my daughter's safety. <laughs> so. uh, well, no, I don't think he caught right. it right because he doesn't say that they're pointless. He says without action, they are pointless. Right. It's he not is a enough. reverend too, right? Yeah. Yes, he is. Yeah. So I, I appreciate that level of honesty from a reverend that thoughts and prayers, yes, on their own are meaningless. Yeah. And are, yeah. And thoughts and prayers are kind of the same thing, aren't they? I mean, really? T's and P's. I mean, seriously, uh, though, you're, a prayer is a thought, isn't it? This no, is to you, I would it's, think it's to more you it is. I mean, to someone Because you're targeting your praying, thoughts to Jesus it's or a, God. Or there's, an intent, there's, there's an intent upon it. You can have just a regular random thought, but with a prayer, generally, there's, there's an intent like you're focusing on. It's not like some random thought that comes out of nowhere. It's a it's personal actually, experience, talking about random right? Thoughts. He's talking about thoughts on this topic, thoughts and yeah. prayers. So it's the same thing, really, but whatever. So well, I can uh, think I mean, about I, it without asking for help. It's two different things. If I'm praying about it, essentially, I would be saying asking for help, asking for guidance. If I'm thinking about it, I'm just thinking about it. So they are different. Yeah. Well, uh, 
I'll grant you that. At what point do we realize no one's listening to those prayers? Clearly. Ye of little faith yes, is you. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, you are. You have no faith at all in it. Do you have no faith in anything? I have faith in you, Nick. I have faith in Brewski. So that's all. Are you guys it's tangible. <laughs> so is it true faith? Uh, is religious faith tangible? That seems like a lot of... Uh, Thoughts, prayers, and fairy tales. So, listen, thoughts and prayers without action. uh, So, okay, let's skip over the trivialness of thoughts and prayers. And, okay, yeah, we need actions. But this is from an elected official, and they're the ones doing nothing about it. And I know he's he's trying. But but this is why I tune out on these shootings, because they're obviously disgusting, but nobody's willing to do anything. They are. I mean, there are people that are trying at this point in Congress to do things. I mean, obviously, the ones that are are all on the democratic side right well i I will say that there there are republicans in texas who are trying to do something about gun violence uh and what they're doing is they're further cutting mental health funding and they're actually proposing bills today to loosen gun restrictions because because they said that the reason why that that shooting happened where it did was because it was a gun-free zone and that were there if there were armed citizens there that that guy would have been stopped a lot sooner so they're they're taking that and they're doubling down and they're trying to loosen gun restrictions that's fair that is something you're right they are doing something (laughs) they're making so sick i mean it's 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 not right it's not the the right thing to do but they're doing something that is fair it's so long let me say this that my original intent with this steve uh the way i set it up after you tried to tear it apart uh is the fact that uh i like the fact that he is going middle ground he's he's making a, a statement to you and he's making a statement to me do you know what i mean by that no i don't elaborate uh he's by the way this is not the time for middle ground but show me the wisdom of it uh it's not time for middle ground from us it may be time for people to communicate in a way that they can reach everybody okay so how do we reach the gun nuts because we've tried and it's not working 100 percent. but i think that now he is that people are starting to speak a little bit differently about it is my point uh on the democrat side uh as soon as this got uh released and started circulating uh keith self a congressman uh from texas was uh asked about this uh one of the most one of the most because there's been three recent shootings that has taken place in texas that prayers aren't cutting it prayers are not preventing the next mass shooting what is your response to that criticism well those are people that don't believe in uh, an almighty god who is absolutely in control of our lives i'm a christian i believe that he is we have people though with mental health that we're not taking care of since this nation made the decision that we were going to close the mental health institutions uh, many of these situations are based on that really i would like to stay away from the politics today because i want to focus on the victims Uh, today we should be focused on the families Uh, prayer is powerful in the lives of those people that are devastated i know people want to make this political but prayers are important and they are powerful in the families who are devastated right now. Uh, listen, politics right now are more important than anything to change. 
And I am so sick of people saying it's too soon, too soon to talk politics or change. There's a shooting every freaking day. It's There's never enough of a window where we're allowed to wait and apparently bring up the political side of it. And I am also sick of people, and this gets into the transgender debate, that preach the word of God that, you know, God is in control of everything he just said, then that would mean God is in control of these people that are deranged enough to do public shooting. So 100%. why is God not doing something? He made these people. He made all of this. So if the thoughts and prayers are going to him, then why is he not doing anything? Obviously, because it's a fairy tale. So, and why are you mentioning at this time mental health when all that your party has done is to vote it down time and time again? This is what I'm saying. I just, I don't, I, this whole debate just goes round and round in circles because no one's, nobody on the right is willing to apply any sort of logic to this where this idiot is saying, no, we do need more prayers, more. Oh, and what's the tipping point? How many prayers can we all say where this problem is solved? Well, until uh, something changes, it'll just be rat out of the cellar. We'll just be going round and round, Stephen. <laughs> That's a good 80s reference. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, thank you. Uh, anyone got a shorty? Uh, I, I no, got I'm one. I'm heat all the time. but um, I got a shorty. All right. All right. Need to know news. News you need to know. I will be taking that clip. You know that, right? I got a shorty. <laughs> Good, Grab you should. Short and curlies, yes. Yeah. <laughs> Grab on, baby, and don't let go. <laughs> All right, what do you got? Let's, let's file this on the Scooby Dooby Don't. Dikes. Mm. Yes. Well, it turns out that Bondi was out for a walk with his mom in uh, New York City, and he just returned from a walk when he began stumbling. His head wobbled, and soon he could barely stand. So his mother, Colleen Briggs, rushed him to the vet. The oh, good doctor quietly made a diagnosis. Yeah. Bondi was stoned. The dog ain't an edible? No. Somebody had thrown a, discarded a joint on the ground, and Bondi actually picked it up and ate it. Now, this is not unusual. I mean, my dog, Penelope, used to like to eat cigarette butts off the ground and old gum. Hold on, but, hold on, hold on. You cannot eat marijuana and get high off of it. Uh, I'm just telling you what the article says. It well, says had a little oil on it or something. Yeah. It says my, my dumb ass tried this when I was like 17 or 18. I just ate a couple of bowls and it was explained to me by my stoner, you know, peers of like, you're a moron. It's the oil. You got to cook it and get it out of there. You can't just eat pot and get high off of it. Yeah, this, 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 this story comes from the AP. It's in the... The mom says uh, he was just doing as usual, exploring everything, sniffing everything. And then she's, of course, I think she's an anti-weed uh, person yeah. because she says she's that, garbage up that you can eat a joint. Yeah. <laughs> says it says that she's noticing that that pot shops are sprouting up around New York City and the frequent whiffs of marijuana while circling her uh, Manhattan neighborhood and unfinished joints now littering the sidewalks. Okay. No, you don't just throw a joint away. If, if you get it down to a roach, you save it because you can you can smoke the last of it in a bowl or, or something like that. Sure. Stoners don't waste weed. You yeah, I agree that. with all that part. But yeah, not that the dog got stoned off. Either. <laughs> yeah. Jointed found. Uh, yeah, What's the dog's name, it, by the way? Blondie? Is that what you no, said? Bondi. B-O-N-D-I. <laughs> yeah, stupid mm. name, lady. Right. <laughs> I will tell you this. I'm looking at a picture of Bondi, and I will say this. This woman is no uh, model pet parent because this dog is kind of like a toy poodle mix. So he's got like this 
this kind of curly sort of hair mm. and fur. It looks really dirty and his ears look really dirty and it's all kind of matted and that sort of thing. I call it the question whether she's taking good care of Bondi. Bondi he looks pretty, maybe pretty rust him on. Right. Sounds like she yeah. has a drug problem. So. Uh-huh. Yeah, exactly. Uh, I will file that under news you need to know as far as you cannot get high off of eating a joint. So uh, don't waste your joints. Just go ahead and smoke them. Don't eat them. Now, it's funny because as you said, Steve, did he eat uh, an edible? Yeah. There is a, a, a little subtext to the bottom of the story that that generally cases where this does come up, the dog has eaten uh, an edible. Yeah, because that's the only way you could eat pot and have it get, get you stoned. You want to know a real quick funny story? I know we're running over yeah. time, but this goes, uh, oh, I hesitate to say this now. This goes back to your ex, Bruski. Is this, oh. I don't know if this is okay for me to get into or not. Oh, so I don't care. Go ahead. Yeah. Uh, I got I got pissed at the gen once because when we first got uh, Charlie, our golden retriever, we were all sitting around the house smoking pot, and she grabbed Charlie's snout and blew oh. it into Charlie's face. And no. I was just like, what are you doing? And she, she was like, oh, did you say anything? Show. You said something? Oh, yeah. You should have, yeah. I was, a, I was aghast. And she was just like, hey, it's dogs love getting stuff. I'm like, uh, maybe they no. do, but that is my dog. And you don't just get it stoned without telling me or asking. Yeah, exactly. Oh, I, yeah. I, if I had witnessed it, I would have lost it because that that's not cool. Even if it's my dog and we're together and it's your dog, too. I don't want you doing that with my dog. Yeah, it was weird. And Jen was always, wow. you know, I, that was the only like weird thing Jen had ever uh, done to me around me or anything. But yeah, it's yeah. Like, I kind of forgotten about that. But you bring up that story about a, a dog getting stoned unintentionally. Wait. I was like, hey, wait. A minute i remember <laughs> i remember you, you, steve you are forgetting one other thing that that the gen did that was weird on our old show yeah what's that when she when she wrote in to defend the dark crystal and said that the dark crystal ruled and you you, you were taking exception with how dorky the movie the dark crystal was oh that's right that wasn't the, <laughs> that wasn't the david bowie one that was labyrinth right yes yeah that's a labyrinth yeah, 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 yeah dark yeah. crystal yeah. was the first movie i ever saw that i fell asleep in the theater uh, <laughs> i hated Jen it tried to defend it what the hell well it, it, was, it was muppets too jim henson made all the, the, uh, the right. puppets in it and that sort of thing all right, <laughs> all right, gentlemen we gotta wrap her up it's yep. the vocal minority with nick and steve all brewski see our web page which is what steven the vocal minority.net find us on all the socials help us spread the good word if you're listening to this you're a talented and a smart individual so share it say goodbye brewski goodbye brewski Great, good conversation there. Great heavens. What kind of radio show is this? This is the Vocal Minority with Nick and Steve.